Welcome to the Signature Life Podcast, where we sit down with signature real estate agents with a shared conviction that moving towards things we want in life starts with the choices we make today. We are creating an ever-evolving culture for those who wish to participate in a larger mission to help others achieve their full potential and a signature life. Welcome to the Signature Life Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Roberts corporate broker and co-founder of Signature Real Estate Group here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Today I'm joined by Chris Bishop, our general manager, and we're going to discuss what you need to do in real estate as an agent to finish the year strong and have a kick-ass start to 2021. Let's take it away, Chris. So um, uh, you mentioned it uh, last week, and, and now it's a week later, but we only have literally 44 days left in uh, 2020, thank God. And uh, that means that anything that you're working on right now, you got to get it into escrow immediately if it's FHA. So it'll close on time uh, with all the holiday uh, time off uh, for the closing, the holidays listed in there. So not very much time left. Not at all. So what should you be doing this last uh, <laughs> six weeks of the year, you know? Um, and that's kind of what we want to talk to everyone about on this sales meeting is, is how do you finish this year strong? and set yourself up to be um, to kick kick butt next year. So you and I uh, both agree to come up with five uh, items that we feel are the most important thing that you can do, and that will make our top 10 list of things that you should be doing to the pandemic. And since you own the place, you can go first. I'll go first. I think the first thing would be to don't neglect your existing clients. Uh, and yeah. Existing SY. Now is a perfect time to reach out to them, whether it be through with a Thanksgiving uh, Day card that you're thankful for them, a Christmas card, um, a New Year's letter. I used to do those uh, when I was an agent, just sending out and saying basically what my goals are next year. You know, my goal is to help 50 families, and and I'd really appreciate your help. Um, and something like that, just touch base with them, make calls to them, whatever it is. There's business to be had right there in that group of people on your list. Have you ever noticed, I, I know I've, I've done this and I'm, I'm going to say it publicly, uh, but I've forgotten about clients. I've literally sold a house to somebody, had a great experience, and then I forgot them. And years later, found them again. And so um, when you say, you know, don't neglect your past clients, um, don't be like me. <laughs> and I think, I think that's important because when you do get busy and things are going great, and the market's hot and all these things are going on. Um, you'll be surprised what you forget three years from now. Yeah. So I had a, this is kind of an embarrassing story, but uh, shows we're all human. Um, I had a database when I was in Utah. I'm from Salt Lake. So that's where I got the majority of my business. And when I moved down here to Vegas, I would come down to basically sell franchises. So I wasn't really selling real estate. And so I neglected that database, stopped marketing to them and everything else. And one day I got a call from one of my past agents that worked for me. And he said, Hey, I've got this guy that's moving to Vegas. And I, can you help him? I said, sure. Um, what's his name? He says, his name's Ernest. I said, okay, cool. Just have him call me. About three weeks later, I get a call from this guy named Ernest Hughes. Well, Ernest Hughes and his wife, Gloria, were the very first listing I ever took, right? And he's like, hey, uh, yeah, we're thinking about buying a house. I'm like, hey, Ernest, and go and talk to him. And I could tell something just wasn't right. And then all of a sudden he goes, is this the Brandon Roberts from Salt Lake? And I said, yeah. And it, it warmed up and I sold him a house down here and had to pay a referral fee. I mean, oh. you know, so uh, at least he came back to me, but it was, I dropped the ball there. So you never yeah. know, even if you're, even if they're moving out of state or you're moving out of state, you need to stay in touch with these people. 
And, and I think that leads to my number one. And this is funny, we didn't coordinate our list before. And so my number one on here was connect with your base. Now I didn't necessarily mean past clients, but I mean, I mean your base support system, the people that you uh, connect with, the people that you live with, the people that you're related to, the people that you socialize with on Zoom or, or in public. Um, but what happens a lot of the times is we take for granted that the people we're around all the time will just give us a deal or think of us when they go to sell. And the, the worst look on an agent's face is when that family member says, hey, um, I'm in a deal and I just wanted to call and ask your advice, right? right? I mean, it happens, it really, it happened to me uh, just about six months ago. And so, and I, I literally have been connecting with my base. And so it was really upsetting when it happened. But I think the point is that at the end of the year, uh, you know, just like my diet, it starts over at zero and you know it's a new day and so i think the point is connect with that base of people and and make a fresh slate you know a fresh start with them and just share that you're happy to to be in real estate and that you're happy to connect with them yeah my uh i have a story on that too <laughs> you know we we really can't take for granted that our our um base as you call it um knows how we we make a living um, a lot of them think mm -hmm. you got your real estate license, you go work for Signature or another real estate company and, and you're just fed clients. Um, you know, when I first got in the business, my dad ended up buying a house down in Mesquite. Uh, again, I lived in Salt Lake and I was furious and I was like, how, how could you do that without talking to me? And he says, uh, you know, it was an impulse decision and my dad's never done anything impulsive in his life. So I know he'd been down there multiple times. And then I got to thinking about it. It was my fault. I never told him that I could help him anywhere else outside of the state. And so sure. we take for granted that they're going to give us business or help us, but they don't know unless you tell them. I think that leads to a, a subcategory on my one. And, you know, that's your spouse. Uh, I think a lot of times, you know, in our business, uh, your spouse or significant other or your partner doesn't know what you do all day. And they've seen a few episodes on HGTV and they think that you hold three open houses and someone just calls you up and says, hey, I want to buy a house or I want to sell my house. And I think that um, one of the things I had to do early on when I connected with my base of people is a lot of people in my base like my wife better than they like me. And so it was important that, uh, like everybody else, that she understand exactly what I do and how it generates business because she was the person probably going to sell them on why to call me. And so if you haven't done it, and you may be in the business for a period of time, uh, sit down with your spouse and significant other and explain to them what it is that you do all day and how your database and their help can affect your business. And be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do all day? <laughs> what do you do all day? Maybe it's better so, what um, you what, should be doing. <laughs> what's your number two or your number three for the top 10? So I've got a lot of them here, but I, I think the, the one I'd like to, touch on is just to have uh, clear goals. I mean, what do you really want next year? Um, and, and, you know, and determine that. I, I think a lot of us just go into the year without really having a plan or even knowing what we want. You can't really have a plan yeah. if you don't know what you want. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I like to go into the year with, with set written goals because it seems like when I write them down, I achieve them. And if I don't, I don't. Yep. I think that proclaiming things to yourself and to your mindset is really important to achieving them. I like the creative planning session. I've done this with you before and uh, we've done it with our group. We're going to do it again pretty soon. But 
I like to go into a room of, of boards on the wall or, or sticky notes, just don't write on the wall, I've tried that, um, and write out all the ideas in my head, you know, all of the great things that I'd like to do or services that I'd like to provide or, you know, all the systems. And I like to put them all out there. Nothing's too crazy, nothing's unattainable. And I write them on all these lists. And then I go back with a red marker and I circle the 10 that mean the most. And that's my initial goals, you know, for things for my business. And then from those goals, we create a plan. You know, we create metrics that we measure to see where it's going. And I think that, you know, you can business plan any way you want. We're going to give you a template to do it through. But if that's all you did, I mean, just getting your brain to clear out and understand what's there is huge. Yeah, I just went through a, a Circle of Champions uh, deal out in Destin not too long ago. And they had a guy by the name of Keith that talked. And he talked about um, kind of like what you just did. We always throw these things up there that says we want to accomplish all this stuff and we put all this th stuff on the board and it becomes overwhelming and, and the more you put up there less likely you are achieving any of it and so if you really narrow that mm -hmm. 10 or less and he he recommended like your top three uh to five that you, you're more likely to achieve that stuff than just all over the place and what you'll realize also mm -hmm. in doing that and actually putting it all up there on the board like I say, put everything up there. You'll find a lot of the stuff tied together. If you get this one yeah. thing you're working on, all this other stuff comes together anyway. Yep, absolutely agree. Well, my uh, number two and number four for the purposes of our top 10 is add a new business stream. I think that a lot of times agents become, you know, one tracked tunnel vision and they're like, oh, I have this great network of people I know through my church. And that's going to give me all the business I've ever wanted and I'll ever need. And then, you know, something changes. Another realtor joins the congregation or whatever happens. But I think it's important that you have multiple sources of business or multiple income streams, uh, such as, you know, creating an open house uh, schedule so that, you know, throughout the next uh, 365 days, you've got 100, 125 open houses you're going to do to help your business or create a farm. Um, I love having a farm where I know that every year, if I do good activities, I'm gonna create income from it um, or just anything. I mean, we we have plenty of people here at the company to help you find new business streams, but if you're not adding something every year, your business will become stagnant and you'll lose business. Yeah, I think it's important to have seven, 11, seven to 11 different streams of income. And what I mean by that, it's not like, a, hey, we want you to go sign up for multi-level and, and get a paper yeah. <laughs> a waitress. <laughs> It's, it's about diversifying your business because if all you do is work for sell by owners and you're, you're knocking it dead this year, you're just doing great on that, the market changes and things are selling and the FISBO doesn't need you or you, all you do is work expireds and all of a sudden now nothing's expiring, you're out of business. So you do have to diversify. And uh, I know in the academy, I always talk about uh, aggressive prospecting and passive prospecting. And you've got to have a component of that aggressive prospecting is one of those, uh, some of those components. Otherwise you have no control over your business. I mean, that kind of leads me yep. into to my next one, which is prospect, prospect, prospect. Um, now is not the time to let up on looking for business. Uh, now is the time to push yep. less agents are working now. Um, people might say, well, there's less buyers. Well, the buyers that are out there are serious. The sellers that are listing with you are serious. Um, but we also know that everything we do today sets us up for, to get paid in 30, 60, 90 days. So if you stop working now, you're going to have a dry first quarter. 
you know, you and I coach a lot of agents uh, respectively between us. And uh, one of the things I see is usually agents wait until um, it's a problem to start coaching or to start prospecting. Mm -hmm. And we know that if I sell a client today, like we just said at the beginning of the sales meeting, I'm going to get a result 40 days from now or 45 days from now. And so the one thing you can't stop doing ever is prospecting. Because if you want steady paychecks in real estate, it always comes back to one thing is you didn't call enough people, you didn't make enough contacts, and you didn't have a good prospecting plan. That's why you have no money coming in. And uh, it's you've said it uh, a couple of times recently on calls that we had, you know, why is it that when I'm prospecting business happens that I didn't get from prospecting? Because you're doing activities that are focused on and um, momentum happens. The real estate gods. <laughs> if you work, so, uh, they will shine on you. When you work, it happens. My, my number six is kind of a business planning activity that I've done every year um, at the end of, of each year. And that's recap what happened. And what I mean by that is I take every single transaction or possible transaction that I had and I digest everything about it. What did I get paid? What did the transaction look like? What was the consumer experience? Um, where did the client come from? What activity did I do some point in time that generated that client that created value for my business? And I just like to, you know, I'm, a, I'm an analytic. I like to sit down and go through all of the numbers and my spreadsheets and things. And so um, I really do like to sit and trace uh, what happened. And I'll give you one better. Um, had a friend of mine, I've never thought of doing this, but um, he, uh, he studied genealogy and did his whole family tree. And so one of the things he did for his business is he created his real estate family tree. And he literally took the beginning clients of his business and he wrote all of these branches from where they came from. And it was amazing to see because, you know, Jenny, who he met 10 years ago, gave him 15 real estate clients and all of the people that shot off from those. It's just cool to think about, but a great exercise for business planning. And you think about how he met Jenny, you know, it could yeah. have been a cold call, could have been an open house, could have been just uh, wearing your name badge. I mean, it could have been any reason that that one person changes your entire career, you know? Yep. I think that's neat. Um, and I know you're very analytical. It's causing me to look at things more, more detailed. <laughs> well, but that would lead me into my next one, which would be analyze your business and not just, uh, it's about knowing your numbers, knowing where your business comes from, knowing where you spent your money, knowing where you spent your time, where could you have gotten better? Where did you fall down? Um, where'd you waste time? I mean, really just being truthful with, with yourself, on why you are, why you, why you have the production level you have this year. You know, I, f I find at the end of the year, it's, it's a great time for us as, as broker owners to recruit. And the reason we can recruit so good at this time of the year is because everyone's looking for this magic answer. And they think that, um, it's, it's something my broker did or something I wasn't offered or something like that. The grass is greener on the other side. Um, why that works good for us in, in helping us build our company, it works against us and it really works against the agents when they think that they can go out there and, and just change brokerages and everything's going to change. Until yeah. you analyze exactly where, why you are where you are and make, be willing to change those things, nothing's going to change for you. You know, it, it, it makes sense because there's not a business in the world that doesn't go over its uh, profit and loss statements every year. They don't go over their marketing strategies every year. I mean... Um, people point at what's easy and what's easy to say is it's not me. It's never me that would cause this. It's something else, right? And usually my biggest business problems have li lied with me, not with my system 
or my service or anything else. It was with what I thought. And until I was confronted with the truth, I thought a lot of things, right? And I think that that's, that's a huge part of that exercise. It leads into mine. Uh, I can't believe how well these lead into each other, but um, a long time ago, I was taught a system called start, stop, and continue. And when I'm analyzing my business, I literally uh, pick a few things that I'm gonna stop doing. They have no value, they make me no money, and they just suck the life right out of me. And I'll give you an example of that. Um, you know, I fell into the, the, the thing this year of buying a lead system because I had extra money and I had good closings coming in and I thought, wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this extra lead system and just, you know, put gravy on top. And the lead stunk, uh, the system was a pain in the butt, and so I'm gonna stop it. Um, I'm not gonna have it this following year. Now I'll probably replace it with something better or a, a better system, but you know, if you don't analyze these things, you never know. Um, I like to start new things. And so uh, one of the things that I put in place is I wanted a better um, system for tracking numbers for my business. And so I got a better CRM that had a better component for that. So I'm gonna start that this year for me and I'm gonna continue to prospect, right? I, like you said before, if you're not prospecting, you get no business. And so I've continually added new things to my prospecting strategy. And uh, that's, that's basically it. You find those things in your business that you're gonna start, stop and continue. And that's how you easily formate, uh, formulate your next business plan. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's also important that you, before you just stop things, that you actually give them the time necessary. Because sometimes we invest time and energy into something and then we just give up on it, right? Um, so I think before you start something, make a commitment to the amount of time and resources that you're going to put towards it. And then do, yep. and then if it doesn't work, then that's fine. Um, but we waste so much money starting and stopping things all the time without giving them a fair chance to, to go and chasing for that next shiny pill or, or whatever it is that's going to make us rich. And so, so have a plan. It's funny you say that because on my, uh, my lead system that I bought, I gave it nine months. I, I, I told the lady, I said, when do you see results usually? And she said, within four to six months. And I know anything in real estate, four to six months. So I contracted for nine months. I, that was the, the group. Um, but you, you make an interesting point is real estate agents start a lot and finish little. And if you really want to see the best example of it, go pick up a Homes Illustrated. Because we all know that anything that's listed like that, that's going to give you value, takes a long period of time. And if you flip through the pages of that magazine, you're going to see a lot of people that are there one week and gone the next. And it's very indicative of our business. But um, I absolutely agree with you. It's just like farming. You can't farm for 12 months. you got to farm for 12 years. I mean, it's a long-term play. And that's why it has to be accessible and easy to do. All right. So what number are we on? Is this 10? It's your number nine. It's your number nine. <clears throat> well, you do your number nine. I'd like to bring my number nine as 10. Okay. Um, so my number nine is do something, something to improve yourself. Not your business, not uh, anything else, but you as a person, uh, whether it's, you know, taking jujitsu or it's getting a gym membership or it's starting that diet that you've always wanted to do or better yet, changing your mindset or upgrading your mindset of um, one that I've always loved is the think big programs that are out there. I know Mike Ferry has one where it's literally a call every single week, just about thinking big. And what he means by it is what would it take for me to buy a yacht? Right. And a lot of people would say, well, 
wait a minute, unless you have a million dollars in the bank right now, how are you going to buy a $20 million yacht? And it's his whole point of, well, until you actually think about it, until you actually put out a plan to do it, you're never going to buy a yacht. Uh, but it's about, you know, empowering yourself and, and uh, what you could do to make yourself better. So I, I say, find something to improve. I like it. And you know, that's, that's, how do you know you want to buy a yacht if you never tell yourself you want to buy a yacht, right? And so right? I, you can't, can't be seasick. <laughs> has to start somewhere, right? And so you, you have to think about what you want. And, and like you're saying, open it up. It, it, don't make it all about business. I mean, really find something that's going to make you happy this next year. Because I know when I'm happier, everything else seems to work better too. So, One thing I'm going to add to that is the 1% plan. And I don't mean 1% listings. I mean, um, 1% changes. And I, I remember watching a, an article a number of years ago about a guy that literally when he went into the office every day, he said, I'm going to make something in my business better by 1%. And at the end of 10 days, I'm 10% better. At the end of 100 days, I'm 100% better. Well, we usually have years that, you know, did we do anything to improve ourselves? And so um, it's also another uh, piece of that is that you can take and make a little change for a positive impact every day. And it doesn't take much, just a little bit over time. Um, there's a good book by Darren Hardy called Compound Effect. And mm -hmm. it just talks about that. I mean, you don't build muscle overnight. You build muscle by lifting weights every single day, doing the little things. Yeah. I also read a book yep. I'm called the uh, cold call techniques that really work. And, and it's a good book. And in it, it talks about this story where they had this top insurance guy in the, in the country and they, they call him up on stage and he wins it like five years in a row. And at the end, this guy asked him, he says, what is it that makes you different than everybody else? Why is it that you are the continually the top guy? He goes, one more call. And the guy goes, what? He goes at the night at night before I go home, when I put my jacket on, I sit down and I make one more call every single day. He makes one more contact when everyone else is leaving. And that made the, that made the difference for him. So it's huge. That's huge. Love it. All right. So number 10, <laughs> um, I think not only is it important for you to set your goals and stuff, I think it's important that you share them. And then I think yeah. it's important that you get involved in some kind of accountability whether it be a coaching, a mentor group, or something. And yeah, we offer them here at Signature. You can coach with myself, Chris, Vondana, um, Shelly's coming on as a coach, uh, Tom Blanchard. We've got sales managers that are coaching. We're doing pod calls. We're doing all kinds of things designed to really take everybody's business to the next level. Um, yep. One of the mandates that we made when you first came on was, was the fact that we were going to raise the professionalism of our our brokerages um help everyone elevate and part of that is is doing that through this coaching and stuff and i'm coaching four people now i know you're coaching a bunch and i think we got about 15 or 20 people between pods and and coaching and what i'm seeing is that everyone that's in the coaching their production is going up and now it's not a magic thing like okay what's brandon going to tell me that's going to make everything go and why wouldn't he just tell me as his agent because i'm one of his agents I share with you guys everything. We share with you guys everything. The key is to have that one-on-one -on -one time where you commit to do things and you're held accountable, which pushes you to other levels. If you yeah. don't, um, if you're not accountable to anybody, then it's very easy for you not to go to work. It's very easy for you to blow off your calls. It's very easy to, to kind of go, go astray. So I would say get involved in the signature coaching or find another coach or accountability partner or something. But I think that's key to being successful and pushing yourself to that next level next year. 
I think uh, I think a great point about that is that you know I think about every aspect of my professional life. I've had a coach or a mentor, uh, someone who's kind of driven me to that next level, and um, I've had multiple, not just one, in some cases. And I think that I hear a lot of times agents say, "Well, I'm doing really good. I don't need that." Well, that's like a professional NBA player saying, "Well, I'm making fifty million dollars a year. We don't need anyone to lead the team, right?" That doesn't happen. There's always a coach. There's always someone there who's steering everybody in that direction, regardless of what level of success they're at right now, uh, because there's always a next step. Um, the cool thing about the reason why I'm a realtor and the reason why I do this as a business is there's no limit to what I can do, right? There's no one that put their thumb on top of me and said, you can't make any more money. You can't sell any more houses. Sky's the limit. And so if you're brand new or you're newer or you're seasoned and you haven't hit the level that you've always dreamed of, you need a coach. And I think you're right. The program was made to be supportive, not um, required. And so if you don't want our program, you find anything, find anything that works for you. We want you to be successful, um, but we wanted you to be successful here first. So that's why we put the program right here, easily accessible to you. But no matter what you do, get a coach, get a help, get a help helper. Right. And, and there's, uh, there is a cost for it. And I know I've, I've had a lot of agents say, I'm interested in the coaching. As soon as you say there's a cost for it, they're like, well, I don't want it. Well, the idea is this. It's designed to help you make more money. And, and if you really want to push yourself, then you've got to be vested in it as well. I mean, you're asking yeah. a coach to spend 30 minutes uh, a week with you one-on-one -on -one away from their time, right? I'm coaching four. That's two hours a week. Plus, we have a weekly coaching call, which is another hour. All that stuff adds up and pulls away from other people's business. If they want to share that, you know, they need to be compensated for for one. But for two, the value in it is really from you being invested in it. I went through that uh, um, Manuel, the, the immersion, right? And at the end of that, they offered um, a year-long coaching program. And, and it wasn't cheap. It was $30,000. And when he said $30,000, I about choked, right? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Who would pay $30,000 for coaching? You know what I mean? For a weekly call. Well, this guy did. Um, and I, and at first I started thinking, is this, is this worth the $30,000? And they were group pod calls. And I said, is this worth the $30,000? And I, I had to look and go, it's worth the $30,000 because everybody on that call made the same commitment that I did to be on that call. It was a serious call. People were there for results, no BS. And what happened to my business, it went, it did, it grew over this past year. I was able to finally get you to come work with us. We, a lot of that coaching helped us through the time through COVID, all those kinds of things lined up. And the idea is I'm, I was with like-minded people to help raise and elevate you and to point out things in your business or things that you're doing that maybe aren't healthy in your business. And, and then when you make a commitment to them, you're more likely to do what? Show up with a complete. And so we're not asking for $30,000. In fact, we're tying it to a commission. It's a small percentage split to the coach when you do it. So if you don't sell anything, you, you don't pay anything. It's not like these other coaches where it's a thousand bucks a month, whether you do anything or not, you're paying that thousand bucks a month and you have a year long contract. We're very flexible. We're going to put you with the coach. that's going to work for you. You sit down with me and I'm not the right coach. We'll move you to another one. Maybe Chris is a better coach or whatever, 
but it starts with an initial interview and conversation to find out what you're looking for because we're all a little bit different and we all coach a little bit different. So just know that that is an option for you at the company if you want to take advantage of it. If not, I, I strongly suggest that you take a look and see what else is out there to push and help you grow. Yeah, and I think that you know all of these things that you and I have talked about today um, have come from our coaches, our mentors, uh, people that we've put our, our trust into to make us better. And so it's amazing how that information disseminates down through your experiences to others that you want to help. And so um, I think that's the value of why I participated. Um, you know, I maybe that year when I coached 10 years ago, I didn't see an immediate value, but I sure see it now. And I sure see the residuals that it's paid off of and, and brought me uh, through the time. And so uh, just like transactions, if I'm not prospecting today, if I'm not creating value today, I won't get paid later. That's right. So, hey, that was a pretty easy sales meeting. Ah, that's great. Uh, the important thing is, you know, top 10, top five. Uh, don't be a convention agent. Don't write down all 10 and do nothing. Uh, we hope that you take something from it, implement it into your business. And again, coaching aside and, and mentorship aside, if you have any questions on what we talked about, Brent and I are always here and all of the managers are there to provide you with information and do what we can to support you. So uh, uh, 45 days left, let's make them count. Right. And then those watch for those business planning workshops. Um, those are going to be a great thing. It's going to be a great process to go through and it'll allow us also to have conversations with you to, to see if coaching might be right for you or a pod call might be right for you or where we can do what we can do to help you guys grow your business. It may not be weekly coaching calls. It just may be a quarterly check-in, but we want you to succeed this next year, but it starts with a commitment from you. Thank you.